Good morning, Ann. How are you doing? Morning, Patrick. So which answer do you want? Do you want the real answer or do you just want my casual, I'm doing all right answer? <laughs> See, uh, I, th I think uh, the usually the casual one, but during these crazy times, I think it's okay to be as honest as possible. So how are you really doing? <laughs> you know, I'm doing all right. I've been better for sure. Um, mm, yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. I'm used to people saying, how are you? Oh, I'm all right. How are you? Kind of casual, but now people are asking me that. And I don't feel all right all the time. So I'm just like, yeah. you know what? Yeah. I'm still alive. I'm still healthy. So I guess I'm doing, I'm doing all right, but I've been better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, and I'm really happy uh, that you're honest about that. Cause I think it's important, especially for us as uh, leaders in the church to still be uh, vulnerable with our congregation that, you know, this is hard for y'all and it's hard for us. And um, we're just mm -hmm. thankful that I, I'm thankful I have friends like you and coworkers like you as well uh, that, we can, you know, be honest with one another and, and try to figure this out. Well, before we get going, um, why don't you tell everyone uh, who you are? I assume they know you, what your title is, and how they can get in touch with you uh, if they need you. Yeah, sure. So um, my name is Anne, and um, people call me Anne Owens, Anne Henderson, all three, Anne Henderson Owens. I respond to all of them. <laughs> um, the reason I go by all three of my names professionally is because most people know me as Anne Henderson. And so I feel like it's easier for to just add the Owens at the add end. Add the Owens? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I work at Central. I'm the director of Children and Family Ministries. I've been here for about two years in that position. Um, and then my email address is on the website, but I'm also on Facebook too. Um, so either of those work. I'm on Instagram. It's usually just pictures of my kids. So if anyone wants to <laughs> always see pictures of my, my child, then follow me on Instagram. <laughs> oh, and he's a really cute kid. So you should definitely do that. He is. I, have, <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> and we're doing this now because Logan nap, is napping. So, yes, I uh, put him down do and then jumped on the call. <laughs> so we're going to do it as quick as possible, and I'll be as quiet as possible as to not wake up the baby, because Perfect. I've been known to do that with my loud voice at the office. <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you and I were both at church on Sunday, you know, uh, we were kind of doing things there. I don't know if people know that, but we were there on Sunday, and so Rob gave a, a sermon um, about Paul, and uh, it was uh, about canceled travel plans. It was um, at the beginning, Rob is, is talking, and, and Rob really loves the book of Romans because in Rob's eyes, you know, Paul really brings us up to the theological and philosophical heights of Christianity in that, in that work, and, you know, really kind of gets in deep to all the, the nitty-gritty of our uh, entire belief system, um, but that's not what we talked about at all. Instead, uh, we mm -hmm. talked about uh, Paul's interrupted travel plans to Spain. You know, Paul always wanted to go to Spain. He was a, a traveling evangelist. He was carrying um, the good news everywhere he went. And Spain was where he had his eyes set, but he never made it there. Instead, he got imprisoned in Rome. And so uh, Rob makes the point that, um, you know, normally you might overlook this passage and et cetera, but we are in a time of interruption. And so Paul's travel was interrupted. And for many of us, um, many of our plans have been interrupted. And Rob was careful, and we should be careful to say, you know, for some people, this crisis has been more than just an interruption. It's been uh, the loss of life. It's been um, the loss of a loved one. And that is really sad and um, devastating. And that is a grief that um, luckily, 
you and I don't know, and hopefully we will not know. Um, but I do want to be very careful, just like Rob was to say, uh, that for some people, this is more than an interruption um, and that that is, is very devastating. We hold those families uh, in our prayers. But I did want to ask you, what are some interruptions or tell me about the interruptions that you're experiencing? Paul's travel plans were interrupted. What, what's being interrupted for you during this time? Yeah, so what I really appreciate about kind of like what you said and how careful Rob was with his sermon is that we acknowledge the people who are, are really struggling, who have lost mm-hmm. loved ones um, to this virus. And yet I've been feeling guilty for, for struggling. Both my husband mm-hmm. and I still work. We're home with our kid all the time. But I've been feeling really guilty for struggling emotionally, mentally. Yeah. And it was just a really perfectly timed sermon, I felt like, for Rob yeah. to say, it's okay that you are not okay, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> and so for me, like, I love the Spring Festival at church. Like, I get so excited for it every year. I mean, it's just a fellowship after church where we have chicken, and I think there's hot dogs, too, for the kiddos, and we do face painting, we do a photo booth and a bouncy house, and uh, that just didn't get to happen this year, and I was I was really bummed because I look forward to moments where we can have fellowship at Central just because with us being such a large church, it's kind of hard to do that. So it's a mm-hmm. one time a year I know that we'll get to have fellowship and, and that didn't get to happen. So that was something I was really looking forward to that um, kind of relayed perfectly to the, to the sermon and, and also just in general, being closer to family and friends, like my husband and I just moved back from Colorado two years ago, not even. And so we are finally in this place where we're less than a day's drive, a few hours drive from friends and family and all sorts of people that we love and care about. And now we can't go see them. And that's just been, uh, that's just been kind of hard because uh, we, we moved back here so that we could be closer to them um, a little bit. And and it's just, it's just been hard. Like I, I miss my people. Yeah. And that's, I'm so happy that you said that because I'm right there with you. And it, it is such an interesting time, especially when I think about the fall festival. Uh, you know, we go pick up the bags to close down Church Street and everyone's outside mm-hmm. under the, the, the big trees. And um, that's just something that uh, that really does feel like uh, we we've, make the, the turn towards spring. You know, Rob said, many of us in January, we're looking to make that turn, you know, and we see the leaves coming back and for me, that kind of signals the turn for our church. You know, we, we're past Easter. We're moving forward um, into spring, into new life. And so, yeah, I totally understand that. And that is a really big interruption. Um, and so I wanted to, that kind of leads me into my second question for you, Anne, which is, you know, when Rob was describing Paul in the prison cell, he said he didn't just take a, a nail and scratch another day into the wall. He didn't just get by. What, when we when we got on, you know, we talked about people just saying, "Oh, I'm fine and I'm okay." And a lot of times now, you'll just hear people say, "Oh, I'm I'm just getting through it," or "I'm just enduring uh, this." And that can be really easy to do to say, you know, "I'm going to hunker down and wait to get through this." Um, but Rob said, you know, Paul didn't just scratch things into the wall. He took a, a a quill pen and began to write. You know, he instead of enduring this time, he employed this time. So, what are some ways that uh, you are not just uh, enduring this time, but trying to employ this time, uh, trying to think creatively or um, innovatively during this. 
Yeah, it's been hard. So, I mean, at first, I think holding on to that sense of normalcy was what I tried, mm -hmm. you know, trying to be as normal. Let's, let's be real here that we don't have a, no one has the same <laughs> definition of normal, but as normal yeah. as we, as we could be. And so I was trying to keep the children's sermons pretty similar, but it's hard to do repeat after me prayers when the kids aren't there to repeat after me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just not the same. So there was a lot of innovation that had to uh, be done. And um, one of the things that I've uh, been working with my parents with for children's ministry um, in particular is vacation Bible school. You know, what is that going to look like considering the fact that we should not have 75 kids at least in the fellowship hall along with the other adults yeah. together like how do we still offer vacation bible school for these families and still do it in a way that keeps everyone safe and healthy and so we're looking into doing vacation bible school in a box so where families will come and pick up their their box for their kid and um normally we do a school supply drive with an elementary school and so to to get a box is $5. And so the $5 registration fee goes directly towards Emma Elementary School. Awesome. And then once we know what their need is, we can use that money to help them because we have no idea what school's gonna look like in the fall. So, yeah. you know, we can't just do what we normally do. We can't just buy a bunch of pencils that might sit in a storage supply closet for the better half of the year that don't get used. I mean, we're trying to be like, what could we yeah. do to help people in a way that they actually need it? And not just mm. being like, well, here's what I want to do for you, and you may not need that. So working out ways like that. Um, what I recently actually just did is I mailed seed packets out to a lot of our families, yeah. the people who emailed me and said that they um, they wanted some, and a few other families who've been attending our online video calls that I've been doing with the kids. And so what we're going to do is we're going to plant seeds together uh, online. So they're going to be at their houses on their video call. And then I'm going to kind of show them here at my house how to plant a seed in your own yard, which we would have done at church. And then they would have gotten to take it home. And so yeah. basically trying to do the same thing almost, but having to be really innovative with doing it online. That's awesome. Yeah. And I wanted to just say, uh, it's been really great to see you doing all these different things. I, I always know that there's going to be a video for, um, our kids on the YouTube or somewhere else. And I know that you're always sending out uh, content, but also you're leading not just for our kids, but for the whole congregation um, by making the videos around communion and stuff. And that's been really impactful. I know um, for people out there to, to watch those videos, to set up their own altars. And I know now actually that our, our district is going to be taking that video and passing it out. So I just wanted to, you know, commend you for uh, the ways that you are um, leading not just our church and our children, but, you know, our whole church and the district, because I think that that's uh, really inspiring. And a, a really, it points to, you know, we're not just going to sit down and kind of get through this, but instead um, try to be the leaders uh, at our own church and in our community, you know. And so, I'm, you know, just wanted to say thank you for that and that well, uh, it's not going unnoticed by everyone. So, yeah. I, well, I appreciate that a lot. You know, I, I feel like you said something that kind of sparked in a, something in my, in my brain. Um, my job title is director of children and families, not just children. Yeah. And so I've been really trying to live into that and families, like how can I help families out in this time too? So I do appreciate you saying that. Yeah. I, I always think when you make a video, I'm like, that's a perfect amount of time to put it on and then someone can go do something in the house if they had to. You know, I always think like, 
is this uh you know a brief way for someone to go make lunch real quick while they watch this video so that there's like the child is focused and learning and the parent has time to do that or are they watching with them and, and growing too like it's just cool because in so many ways you're helping um and with that i kind of leads me into my next question which you know rob talked about um co-creation with god uh and that you know god is is always creating and recreating and so uh one of the things that we are called to is to to co-create to live right alongside god to kind of join into that stream of the holy spirit that's that's moving and try to find new ways that we can um, continue to create with God. And uh, Rob uses the, the phrase, we can turn a, a, a dale of trouble, like a mountain of trouble into a door of hope. Um, what are some ways that, that you see that happening at Central uh, right now? And what are some ways that we can uh, co-create uh, with God during this time? Yeah, well, that's a, that's a loaded question, you know. I mean, there's there's a lot to that question, um, and I don't think there's a, a basic answer. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I actually wrote that down. How do we co-create with God? Because I feel like that's a good question I would like to personally meditate on this week. Because yeah. I don't actually know right now how I can co-create with God, and I can't tell you how you can co-create with God, but. Uh, I think Rob did a, a beautiful job illustrating the the story in Scotland of the restaurant that was about to open, mm -hmm. and the people were so jubilant, and they took the soda cans, and they shook them, and they got all over the wall, but re not realizing that it would stain it so permanently, mm -hmm. and they were so devastated, and then somebody came in and made that stain into a piece of art, and I yeah. feel like yeah. that story just relates to me, where I feel like you know, my life might be a stain right now, <laughs> but God's taking that and making it into a piece of art, whether or not I recognize it or not. Um, I'm a part of, as I know you are too, a mentoring group for the Western North Carolina Conference for us being in the ordination process. Mm -hmm. So my mentor group met um, this past week and our, um, our mentor leader, uh, Lauren Sinsalata, actually said something that just really spoke with me, kind of her reflection on Easter. Um, and she said, she kind of talked about um, that Easter comes whether we're ready or not. You know, yeah. I mean, Jesus doesn't show up when we're ready. Jesus is already there. And so I mm. think in this moment, it's important to, to remember that we, even if we don't feel the presence of God, God is still co-creating with us mm. and that even if we're in a place where we just kind of feel like a stain, God is still turning us into a beautiful masterpiece. So whatever that looks like, I mean, I don't know what that looks like for everyone else. We all have different talents and, and different gifts. And so, you know, for, for me, it just kind of feels like I'm able to co-create with God in the, uh, the videos I do for the children. Yeah. Um, being able to have time to write. I've been writing a little bit more and I wrote down some Easter reflections myself. And that was just really helpful for me to kind of process the way that I'm feeling. And maybe in a few months, those will, will spark into some sort of, you know, anything, but right now yeah. it's just, it's just me. And so I do really, um, I do think that that question is not one that can be answered uh, definitively because it we all answer it differently we all co-create with God differently and we're all currently co-creating with God whether we know it or not so yeah well that's perfect and uh one of the things that you and I had talked about 
um, is one of the things that Rob said uh, in his sermon, which was um, the story of the people of God is, is a story of people that come with what they have, whether they think it's enough, uh, whether they think it's not enough, um, but that they bring that anyway. They have the courage to say, you know, here, take this. And, and they are always met with, um, with love and surprise at how much blessing comes back to them. You know, Rob mentioned the feeding the 5,000 and he told that story uh, that Kierkegaard wrote um, about the woman that makes the cloth for the altar and she never feels like it's finished. And it really wasn't finished until she offered it to God and, and got that blessing. And I think you are so right to say, you know, we don't really know how to co-create right now, but we are open uh, we're we're still yearning to figure it out. And so we're bringing, you know, right now, I don't know, I'm kind of a mess. I'm kind of a stain, but I'm, I'm bringing that and I'm hoping that God will transform that uh, into something beautiful. And so, yeah, I'm really, really thankful. I'm also thankful we had the time to talk today. Um, I know that you have some things to get together and so do I before we have staff meeting, but I just wanted to say thanks for taking the time to do this and also just for uh, your honesty and also just your excitement um, still, you know, that, you know, it's really easy to, to be discouraged. Um, and I know that you and I both feel that, but it's also uh, really inspiring to see that um, you're not letting that get you down, that you want to continue to to take this time and, and to, to grow not only the, the faith of our children, but the faith of our families so that we can really be uh, united at Central and kind of be that, that, uh, community for Christ at the center of the city of Asheville. And so I'm really thankful for that and, and for your friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And, and like you said, you know, it comes one day at a time. Um, and I think that's okay. I think it's important to say that when you have a bad day, that it's fine. Um, yep. you know, like yesterday was just one of those days for me where it was okay. wasn't great. wasn't terrible, but I didn't count it off. I still tried mm-hmm. to live into the day the best that I could and focus on the things that, would help me to feel hopeful for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, awesome. You know, it, interestingly, I know that um, we're, we're wrapping up and we're, we're starting to kind of tie our, our loose ends together. But as we're talking it, um, recently I've been really reflecting on this uh, search for hope. So one of the books that I read for the kids in the beginning was Little Mole Searches for Hope. And it's about a mole who lives underground who is, you know, he can't come out of their, his burrow until spring because it's just too cold. And so he's talking with his mom, like, where do I find hope? And she has him imagine what a world would be like with flowers. And she's like, that's coming. And then she has him Mm -hmm. imagine. So she has him use his imagination to help him to be hopeful, to, to know that we're in this season of, of, of uncertainty, but that we still can find hope in different places. And so I know that I think we're all searching for hope. I think we're all searching for something right now. And I think it's okay if you don't know what that is. I think it's okay if you don't know, like, hey, I am just feeling really terrible right now. And I don't feel like I'm co-creating with God. I don't feel hopeful. Mm -hmm. I don't feel this. And that's okay because God's still there. The hope is still there. The, the people are still there. And I think we just need to take it um, one step at a time and, and maybe practice what little mole does. When you're having a, a moment of just really intense sadness or struggle or something, 
just close your 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 eyes and and open up your mind to imagine uh, the ways that you can find hope. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Anne. I'll see you yeah, soon. Yeah, thanks, Patrick. Yeah. Bye. Bye.